What's up, everyone? On our plate for this week, rumor has it we'll be playing as an Afro Samurai in Ubisoft Assassin's Creed codename Red game. We're excited, are you? CD Projekt Red lays off 100 employees in the shadow announcing five game projects. We'll talk more about that. The ESRB clarifies what it plans on doing with its facial age estimation technology. Then we get into if we should be excited about the big additions coming to Call of Duty Season 5. All this and more in Season 7, Episode 27 of Press X to Start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, CJ, a.k.a. Sexy Badgers, a.k.a. My wings are slowly growing. Every day I become closer to becoming a raven. Can't wait. It's exciting. I am joined by Sean M.F. Ross. Hmm. What does the M.F. stand for? I got nothing this week. Yeah. I'm not inspired. <laughs> well, hopefully you get some inspiration when we talk about this Call of Duty stuff. All right. And I know who we are, just a little two of us. Press Star Gamers Digest is a video podcasting and it's the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. We're a little closer to that 3 p.m. mark. We're going to get there. Uh, don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and hit the notification bell. If you are listening, we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you are currently tuned in on. If you want to join our conversation, you can by joining our Discord at pressxnumber2start.com slash Discord. It's in the description, so I'm going a little too fast, so you'll be able to see it. That's us. That's what this is. Now let's get into the reason why you're here, other than see our bright and shining black faces. Number one, this comes from Insider Gaming, from Tom Henderson. Assassin's Creed codenamed Red to feature both a samurai and shinobi. So... We actually heard about this like earlier on, and the original report was that the Shinobi was going to be a male and then mm. the uh, Samurai was going to be a female, but then that was actually an error. So the actual reporting is that the Samurai is going to be a male and the Shinobi is going to be a female. On top of that, the male Samurai is an African refugee. So if you're wondering, like, African refugee, has there ever been a black Samurai? There actually has. Uh, his name was Yusuke. They actually did an anime for mm-hmm. him on Netflix. The anime is kind of mid. It, it was more like fantasy driven than like actual yeah. historical events kind of thing. But yeah, this is really, really cool. So on top of that, uh, I'm reading from the article. One of the more exciting details that we've learned is one of the biggest design focuses for Codename Red is a focus on stealth gameplay. Seemingly, Quebec, Ubisoft Quebec, has decided to take a Spinner Cell-esque or Hitman approach to the title with things like hiding bodies, uh, hiding in tall grass, extinguishing lights for your shadows are not spotted. Stuff like that. Um, when I read that, I was like, oh, that's really cool. But I was like, oh, isn't that... Wasn't Tenchu like, very much so like that same... Yeah, there's a series right. they need to bring back. Um, I know. I wasn't a fan of it, but uh, they do need to bring stuff like that back. Yeah, funny enough, I wasn't a fan of it either. But like one of my friends was, so I sat and watched him play, and I was like, "Oh, I can, I can appreciate watching this game. I just yeah. don't like playing the game." Yeah. So yeah, uh, Assassin's Creed Codename Red is going to have a bigger focus on stealth, which 
they should if they're going to have Samurai and Shinobi. So that's awesome. And then on top of that, the main character is an African refugee. So like, I think he has a latent advantage. <laughs> he's just so much taller than everybody else. He's just, he's stronger. So um, I really think if there was a way of one separating this game from Ghost of Tsushima 2 to bring in me, a person who doesn't necessarily like Ubisoft games, I think they did it right here. So I, I actually will be really much so interested in when this gets announced. So this was scheduled to be released fall of 2024, but it might get pushed back to 2025, depending on circumstances. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. The last thing I wanted to bring up before uh, jumping to the next thing was that at the bottom of this article, there is a list of all of the Assassin's Creed games in development. I'm going to quickly read off the list, and I think this is hilarious. You got Assassin's Creed Mirage. We got Assassin's Creed Nexus, which is a VR game. We got Assassin's Creed codename Jade, Red, Hexy, Invictus, Nebula, Raid, Echoes, and then there's a Nexus 2. Just big sigh on all of that. Just uh, like <laughs> it is, it is insane that there's so many Assassin's Creed. Is, games. is this their Call of Duty? Yeah, exactly. Like it feels like Ubisoft is making up for lost time to have itself be compared to Activision when it comes to how Activision just has well, Call of Duty at like full steam with all the well, studios. Well, they specify on those. So Nexus is VR, Jade is mobile. However, ah, that's gonna work. Invictus yeah. is multiplayer, Raid is multiplayer, Echoes is multiplayer, but even still, what? Yeah, and I, I think I think the idea is that the one thing we're missing from this is Assassin's Creed what Infinite, which is supposed to be that hub for Assassin's Creed game content. So it's very possible that this all of these games work we'll inside of Infinite yeah. or Infinity or whatever. And it's kind of just like, oh, you jump to this one, you jump to raid or you jump to nebula or, or invictus so yeah some of these might be uh one product but still like uh, uh black flag had a single player and a multiplayer so like invictus and hexy is single player multiplayer so there may be a total of like three or four games here actually yeah yeah we'll see we'll see how this pans out exactly all right. Uh, the next thing, number two, this comes from IGN's Wesley Yinpool, The Witcher, in cyberpunk developer CD Projekt to lay off nine percent of its workforce. So this is a little bit of read. So you know, just you know, strap in, sit down, get you a little cup of water or tea or coffee, whatever you're drinking. CD Projekt has announced its plans to lay off nearly ten percent of its workforce. The Witcher and Cyberpunk developer called the round of layoffs, which impact about 100 staff, an alignment of the scale and size of the team with the requirements of ongoing projects and the CD Projekt group strategy. The layoff affects those in development, publishing, and back office teams, and are expected to conclude in the first quarter of 2024. CD Projekt said the estimated cost of the layoffs, which includes severance payments, which is awesome, is 4.5 million PLN, which is approximately 1.1 million dollars. CG Project boss Adam Kinkinski, Kinkinski issues an accompanying statement 
insisting the company is currently overstaffed. We are carefully assist, or I'm sorry, we carefully assessed, nailed it, all teams in the company in terms of their expected contribution to the delivery of our strategy. Uh, there is no easy way to say it, but today we are overstaffed. We have talented people on board who are finishing their tasks and based on current and expected project needs, we already know we don't have other opportunities for them in the next year. So this sucks in that, mm -hmm. you know, a couple months ago or maybe last year, uh, CD Projekt announced that they had like five or so different game projects in the works, including like a, um, uh, what's the, the Witcher, the, the mini game inside Witcher. Oh, Gwent. Uh, Gwent, yeah, yeah. Like it was a Gwent game. It was remastering uh, one of the older Witcher games. There was a bunch of stuff they had announced, and it's just like, I guess because I think we we actually had news about the Gwent game being canceled or some of the other projects mm -hmm. being canceled. So I guess it's a thing of just because those things get canceled, they just don't have work for these people, so they have to let them go. I think the it's possible that even if they didn't get canceled. There's just not enough work at the moment to spread around, you know, and they don't want yeah. people just sitting around. So we're not just going to boot you out on your asses here, a little something to keep you going until you can find something else in the industry. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think the the beauty, or not the beauty, but I think the silver lining out of all this is that they are offering severance packages for these people, and it is not a thing that's going to happen immediately. So they got ahead of it, and they're going to mm -hmm. start in a few months. So that should give people some time to. You know, figure themselves out, figure out what they're going to do, what their next steps are going to be. And, you know, when this actually happens for them, they'll have a severance package. So I think that's as best as you can do in terms of what has to be done for the company and their bottom line. Mm. Yeah. Now, on top of all this, they release their uh, next DLC in a month or so, I believe. Yeah. Jordan would know. Anyway, okay. Um, number three. So this is from IGN. This comes from Taylor Lies. Lyles. There we go. ESRB Blast report that it's using facial recognition technology to verify ages of children. The Entertainment Software Rating Board (ESRB) is blasting recent reports that suggest the organization is planning to use facial recognition technology on children adding that it has no intention of using the technology to take or store selfies of its users. So a few days ago, uh, a report surfaced that the ESRB was partnering with Yoti, a digital identity firm, to use facial estimation technology to check the age of users. The news quickly spread to multiple outlets with some worrying that the facial age tech would be used to store photos of underage users. However, in a heated statement sent to IGN, an ESRB spokesperson clarified that the tech is not intended to stop children from purchasing or downloading restricted games. First and foremost, this comes from the ESRB person. First and foremost, this application is not to authorize the use of this technology with children. Full stop. Nor does this software take and store selfies of users or attempt to confirm the identity of users. Furthermore, this application makes no mention of using age estimation to prevent children from purchasing and or downloading restrictively rated video games, nor do we intend to recommend its use in that way. The application for approval the ESRB is referring to pertains to privacy protected facial age estimation. This new verifiable parental consent mechanism used facial age estimation tech 
that analyzes the geometry of a person's face to confirm that they are an adult. Facial age estimation technology is used to estimate a person's age based on a selfie taken by the user, but it does not determine or learn the identity or name of the individual. It's not the same as facial recognition system, as a facial recognition system, which matches a human face using a digital image or a video that it cross-checks with a database. This is, this is screwy. Um, I don't see the point of this. They say that their threshold is going to be 25. You got some old ass looking young people and some young ass looking old people. Um, as far as I know, the ESRB doesn't have any like legal power. So I'm not sure the point of uh, verifying somebody's age. Are they going to lock out people out of software if they don't pass the age check? Like, I don't understand where this fits in with buying a game. So like, is it a thing of I'm on the PSN store and I'm like, uh-huh. oh, and they go buy this game. You got you to gotta use your phone to take a picture and then upload that picture. Well, let's say it's doing a live scan. So, I mean, you would open up the app and then I guess it would, you know, do, 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 and then tell you yay or nay. But here's the thing, just like the, I think it's the MPAA, which is for movies. Actually, I'm not sure. So let me not speak on that. But the ESRB originally was a self governing thing to you know that came after the first Mortal Kombat to basically give parents a guideline on what they were buying so you weren't buying GTA for little Timmy at you know age five because you just see exactly. cartoony it, guns and car you know right yeah no exactly yeah, like the ESRB was made just to keep the government out of the games industry like it's that's a self-governing thing yeah they don't yeah I don't, so it's I don't like, see how this is gonna go well yeah, it's like, why are you guys overstepping your bounds and doing this, knowing that it's going to be just a whole hassle, probably going to fail because it's like, OK, back, yeah. if I'm buying a game, one, I'm an adult. I have a, I have an ID. Sure. But if it's like. If you're trying to protect children from playing games that they shouldn't play, one, there's already a system in place for that. And if I'm the parent, the parent ultimately decides yeah. what the children you know, should be able to play. View. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like this is just a merely a, a guideline system to let people know what they were buying. Um, I don't like this at all. Yeah, man, this is this is so. Overstepping the bounds and then they, they say like, oh, yeah, we're not storing these pictures in a database. We're just using the picture to try to guess your age. So where are you getting the computational? What are you what are you comparing this against to to verify ages if you're not storing faces? Did you already get a database of people's ages and you just kind of comparing live? I just kind of, you know, looks. Uh, I don't yeah, know. but that, yeah, like what you're saying is absolutely right, because it's just like, OK, well, in order to have an estimate, you have to have some kind of essentially a database control. to work from. Yeah. To, yeah. A control. Yeah. Like you. There has to be a database of faces (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) But then on top of all of that, it's like, all right, so what you're telling me is that every time I go to buy a game, and I imagine this is also going to work for like microtransactions as well. So every time I make a purchase in the games industry, I have to show my face or take a picture of my face or whatever. And it's just like, that is so insane. That is so annoying. But we'll see. Like, I, my hopes is that with this kind of picking up steam and like 
people talking about it. This actually doesn't really go anywhere for the ESRB. And who proposed this? Who asked for this? Exactly. Who did ask for this? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, speaking of axing, hey, axing, did I say axing or asking? Axing. You know which one it is. Hey, you. We're asking that you do us a favor. Please like this video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't, and hit the notification bell. If you are listening, you can't see me look directly into your eyes, leave us a review, please. On Apple Podcasts or a podcast service you're currently using, we have a thing where we only accept four or five star ratings, preferably five stars. I'm not saying like we're going to enter your home and, and play our games if you give us a four star rating. But just don't even worry about that. You know, just we'll come delete your saves. He said it, not me. I mean, is the thing that we're going to do, possibly. But just give us a five star. You won't have to worry about it. Cool. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Let's get into number four. Call of Duty Season 5. There's new maps, modes, and operators coming to Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone. This comes from Windows Central by way of... Oh, I got to keep scrolling by way of... Cole Martin. Cole Martin. Nailed it. Thank you. Um, on top of all this, we're going to get into this, but I just want to give a shout out to Call of Duty, I guess Activision. We'll, we'll say Infinite. No, we'll say Activision just because. They are doing something really, really cool in this where they, we're going to talk about the skins, but the reason why the skins, why these specific skins are here is because they're celebrating 50 years of hip hop. I did not know that this was the 50 year of hip hop until I actually saw this. So for them to educate me, on hip hop, I think is really, really cool, really interesting. And I am just appreciative of them doing something like this. So let's get into this. So as I said, Call of Duty season five, as you know, every season we get new maps, we get some modes, get operators, all that stuff. So let's get into it. By the time you hear this, the season will have already started because it starts August 2nd. That's true, that's true. Unless, unless you're watching this today on a Sunday and you're just, watching or eating your uh, potato chips while, while watching our content. We greatly appreciate you doing that. Thank you. All right. So, um, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff coming to Call of Duty. So we got some maps. We got Puntamar. I hope I said that right. Because I know that first, that first word can definitely be a curse word. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a brand new map developed by Infinity Ward. It's located in Almazra. Puntamar seemed seems a once lively town on the hill overlooking a beach in South America. That's cool. We'll see what it's about. Um, it looks like there's going to be a lot of different levels to it. It looks like it's a very like city-based kind of, I guess, town-based map. Mm -hmm. So that was always interesting. Next, we have Strike. Uh, first making its appearance in Call of Duty Modern Warfare over 15 years ago. Strike has been fully remastered by Infinity War thanks to advances in Call of Duty Engine. And it remains quite similar to how you might remember it from a decade and a half ago. Do you actually I'd remember this map? I'd have to, I'd have to play it again. Yeah. I, I'll probably, you know, here's the thing. The, the adjustments that they made more than likely was just to make it not a three lane map, which I still mm. uh, yeah. prefer miss. kind of. But I mean, yeah, yeah I kind of miss those style of maps. But I mean, that's more than likely all the adjustments that they did was open it up more. So it's not a just three-lane map with more verticality. Right, right, right. So uh, I'm showing the trailer for Season 5. Of course, it's showing a bunch of stuff. We do actually see some hints of, I believe that map we just saw was Punta Mar 
mm-hmm. but I think also strikes in this as well. And then you got Warzone and DMZ and stuff. So yeah, um, the third map is called Lounge. I don't know what this place is, but already I'm loving it. Uh, this stunning upscale club features stairs and a balcony for a good long sight lo- uh, line across the main chamber. Uh, a high octane game room and attention grabbing stage with a grand piano under the spotlight. That's awesome. Um, yeah, again, don't know what this is. This sounds really cool. It sounds like I, I think one thing to do a good job of is usually with some of the maps, you can actually find it in like Almazra or wherever. And I don't think I've ever seen this. Yeah, no, this is, this is made. This is all new made for just smaller engagements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gunfight and all that. Right. Okay. And then the next map we have is Canal, which I actually think part of this was in one of the uh, story missions. So it's just there's going to be waterways and so on and so forth. Uh, We have DCR Zone One. So this is actually interesting because this is a sneak peek into a map coming later. Okay, this is a sneak peek into a map coming later as part of the mid-season refresh. DCR Zone One is based off the DMZ Treacherous Building Twenty One. So located. Located around a visiting center, players will be able to explore the inner workings of the DCR facility, including research and development, laboratories and shipping and receiving areas. Shortcuts, outflanking and close quarter combat are key here as Infinite War claim the DCR Zone 1 is a small size map for core game modes. So that's really cool. Um, the, I like the idea of them pulling... Ooh, what happened here? Why is it I'm still there? playing. Is still playing? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not playing on my screen. No, it's not because you just stopped it. No, it's not playing. That's weird. Why is it oh, not playing well, okay, it's fine. Back to our beautiful faces. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Um, so yeah, I like the idea of them pulling out um, building twenty-one content and making that a multiplayer map because I think that will actually help, probably help us get better with. Um, you know, playing Building Twenty One because we actually remember the map and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll get back to where I was. All right, so we got multiplayer mode. Multiplayer mode. So yeah, this, this havoc mode. Cool. This reminds yes. me of um, Quake, Quake yes. and Unreal Tournament type stuff. You're right. So this Havoc mode is inspired by classic arena shooters from back in the day, crossed with the unpredictable nature of a roguelike. Havoc joins the multiplayer mode line, lineup to keep players on their toes with a, few, with a slew of modifiers to keep things fresh. Players can rest assured that no two matches of Havoc will play the exact same way. Things start off with a standard team deathmatch playstyle, but there are no perk packages, kill streaks, or field upgrades, which is awesome because a person who loves this dying endlessly in shipment the one thing that kind of kills it for me is when the enemy team does the mortar strike to airplane kill streak <laughs> combo that's just like all right well i guess i'll just not play for the next ah, know, 20 seconds. minutes or so. yeah right, yeah and it's just like come on now so how havoc works the first team to reach 12 kills will invoke a modifier that will further affect both teams for the remainder of the match. This, this occurs again for every multiple of 12. So you got 12, 24, 36. That's how math works. Guys, keep it going. And the modifiers continue to stack up until the match is over. 
while there will be 14 modifiers available when season five drops, we only get to preview five of them when it starts. So the first one we have is Ammo Feeder, which auto-reloads a weapon from stock ammo until elimination. Oh, upon uh, elimination. Have- so when you kill somebody, it automatically reloads your gun. My bad. You're right. So boots off the ground. So we have Moon Gravity. Affects only player jump height, not throwing equipment or ballistics. I wonder how that's going to affect people bunny hopping. Because like you have to... Right, well, it, you could, it could be moon hopping, but it could also mess up the timing for like you turning and shooting because it's going to send you up in the air versus like a little hop. We'll good. see how that goes. <laughs> He's a <like>, good. <laughs> All right, then we have flame shot, which is flame tip crossbows and Molotovs only. All that all change immediately to this upon modifier activation. That is so crazy. Like, I, it's going to be so jarring to go from like your SMG lot or your AR build law to like a crossbow and Molotovs only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no, I'm, I'm interested in trying out all this stuff. Uh, yeah. Then we had hero landing. So landing from big jump causes a frag grenade like explosion around you. That's awesome. And we have, I wonder if you die. Like, will, oh, will you die from like high falls, or is it just at that point, point, all damage is negated? Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Uh, then we have perspective shift, which I hate the most, which is it just slips you from first person to third person camera view. Um, yeah, that one's going to be the one that I, I hope we don't, we don't get to, but yeah. Mm. So beyond that, we have big capture the flag, which is just going to be a big capture the flag game on like a bigger 20, map. So I think 20 v 20. Yeah. Yeah. So like that on the face of it sounds fun. Sounds cool. I, I don't know how that's going to work in the actual like throws of a game because it is going to be like, like five people on a hill, just sniping whoever gets close to the flag. And it's like, all right, well, mm-hmm. unless there's like some kind of coordination, I don't, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. We'll see. And we have gunfight variants, which pick up your favorite dueling partner and hit up the smaller maps for Modern Warfare 2 for some challenging, challenging 2v2 battles. Uh, three new variants will be coming to Gunfight Season 5, including Gunfight Customs at launch will allow you to bring weaponry from your favorite loadouts to the fight while following all other gunfight rules. That's interesting. Uh, we have... Mid-season gunfight players will be able to enjoy gunfight snipers. Lord. So your favorite snipers are Marksman rifles only. You said love it? Lovely. Yeah, sure. Oh, lovely. Right. And then we have armored gunfight will drop later. And now it's time during the season. Players will players who hit this mode will only be no, will able to be will be able to play all standard gunfight rules, but now with armored enabled. Uh, that doesn't sound that great, but whatever. Face Off was the mode that I played once. Absolutely loved it. I went to go back and play it and it was gone. And I couldn't remember the name of the game. I was just like, what the heck? So this is a essentially like a 3v3. They actually moved it to 4v4. So it's a 4v4 match where it's just you in a team of four. Mm-hmm. And you're in like a kind of mid to small size map. And you're just, it's sort of like a team death match, but there's no kill streaks or anything like that. So I, I really like that. Um, we have new vehicles. 
we have a dirt bike so you can use a dirt bike in warzone warzone uh, aka dmz uh that's cool that's cool i, I don't really got too much to say about that we'll see how that goes so I'm I'm guessing this is just going to be a two person vehicle, whereas the ATV is a three person vehicle, and you can fit a bit more people on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can probably fit a third person on this. Uh, then we have the MRAP, which is the MRAP, aka the Mine Resistant Ambush Protected Vehicle. So this is this is interesting. I looking at this and our experience will most likely will be in DMZ. I wonder if this will be a thing of you can call this down like the LTV or if it's just I'd imagine it'll just be yeah, it'll just be on the map. I hope not. I hope this is like a kill yeah. that you're going to down like, like the uh, LTV with the turret on top. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> I like this idea, but the thinking of this in the worst way in terms of a six-man team gets a hold of this. Mm-hmm. This thing is mind resistant. So it's just like there has there there maybe it's not joker resistant. So there might be a way of stopping this thing. But like throw some grenades yeah. to the holes, clear people out. Uh, yeah. Throw charges, all that good stuff. So if we'll you see. plan to tackle a team who is holding out with the MRAP. You'll want to equip yourself with LMGs, killstreaks, or rocket launcher, and rocket launchers uh, aplenty before mounting your attack. Hmm. All right, we'll see how that goes. So, Call of Duty is doing another Season 5 event, which is the Vondel Champions Quest. So, all new Vondel Champions Quest event will mirror the Champions Quest for Almazra, but on the smaller recently released map. So a team of five in a row, nope, a team on a five in a row win streak will have the opportunity to take on the champion's quest. We can do this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, we can't. No, we can't. can't. Okay. Um, uh, I, I'm, I lost my place. I'm looking for a place. Uh, the first step of the Champions Quest is to build the MGB, and players will need to find and hold and never drop necessary elements. Oh, this change is universal for all Champions Quest challenge. Okay, we'll see how this goes. This, this is... That might be a little difficult, but whatever. And then on top of all of this, we have a Call of Duty 2023 reveal event. So they're going to be somehow showing what's going to happen for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. I think the interesting thing with this is that I think the rumor is that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is supposed to come out maybe September or October. But there's also a rumor that there's going to be a... um, it's more than likely October, November. It's too late in the summer for it to be coming out in September, and we haven't had a uh, traditional alpha slash beta for Call of Duty. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right with that. I and mean, it's almost August, so for it to come out essentially next month is like really quick. What I think is really interesting, and I this is a complete rumor. This is just me putting things together and hoping that this is the actual case. There's a rumor that there's supposed to be a Halloween event happening in Almazra where one, we might get zombies, 
Two, we will get um, a day-night cycle. So you might be able to enter uh, the DMC at nighttime. So if this event, because this is dealing with chemicals, there was also hints in Koshi Complex that there's either zombie sounds or mm-hmm. some of the icons that are used were also used in like one of the zombie events in a past a Call of Duty game or whatever. Yeah. It will be so interesting if they do a thing where zombies is a unifier thing between Call of Duty and Modern Warfare 2 and then 3 and it's just like oh now you have to handle this. I don't know if it's going to eke out into like the actual story. I don't I don't think they would do that with how serious they take the story. Yeah. But um That'll be interesting. That's just my thing. I don't know if that's the case. If it's the case, you heard it here first because I thought of it. I know what's happening. Um, and then we have the Armored Royale, which is using the MRAV, and you're essentially just using that to fight other MRAVs. And it's, it's a thing. I'm interested in that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's my aspect of Battlefield. Then we have Fort Resurgence, which is the Battle Royale thing. Um, And then we have Faction Showdown event, which is another thing. So they they have a lot of events going on. I I mainly wanted to jump to the DMZ story part because I think that is interesting, especially to us. So the main change between season four and season five is that. Uh, Well, yeah, season five This is season five. So uh, where was I? Okay, so Almazra, Ashika, Ashika Island and Vondo are all under attack from Kony, who have who have successfully commandeered building 21. New hidden tunnels have appeared below the city of Almazra following the death of the cartel and the Koshi complex. Task 414 operators are tasked with yeah, task four. Okay, <laughs> are tasked with joining Shadow Company, who will not take first shot against operators in the DMZ and will help battle the Coney, but they will not tolerate friendly fire. So aim carefully. That is really, really interesting. I hope they're clear. so. Yeah, so you will have AI essentially help you fight this enemy invading team, but if you shoot them. All hell breaks out. <laughs> so that's really cool. Um, I hope there is a indicator, or I guess I hope the Coney's outfit is different yeah. from Shadow Complex. Have we seen what they look like? Are you nah, saying yes? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm just saying hopefully uh, it's significantly different so you don't actually do that. And um, right. I'm guessing, well, you about to talk about it next time. Yeah. Okay. So on top of all of this, they say there's going to be new urgent missions. I think what they meant to say is that they will be fixing the urgent missions because right now they are a bug to all hell and that you can't do anything. So, yeah, we hope that that's that's fixed for uh, season five. On top of that, we get new field upgrades. So we have the disguise field upgrade, which was in last season, but I think it was just relegated to Ashiga Island. Was last season? Was it? season no, five? no, it wasn't at all. This is a completely new thing. No, no, because I, I, I picked up a disguise, disguise kit before, and I was like, "What you is this did. thing?" And you it, did, you yeah. right, you did, you're right. Yeah, I okay. did. Yeah, so that I was just like, "Oh, interesting." It, it, it was only in Ashika Island. Like we never, I never saw it anywhere else. Um. So yeah, that allows you to disguise as a DMZ combatant, so they won't shoot. You know you. what? I wonder if it wasn't actually supposed to appear yet. That was a glitch, and like 
a build. You know, you, you kind of leaked it to right. the build and they removed it with a hotfix. Because you know they um, yeah. update the shit every time you sign in, like a new playlist update is available. So That's that might have been what because, happened. Yeah, because like when that happened to me, like no one I, I didn't hear anything online about it. I didn't hear it from any of the streamers that I follow about it either. So it could have been a bug. Because yeah. I, I still play solo a lot and I never came across that in Ashika yeah. Island again. Right, exactly. So the next thing we have are Battle Revive. So this essentially is a self-revive with Battle Rage mixed into it. So you get like the adrenaline boost and stuff after you revive, which is cool. It allows you to take some bullet damage and then your tactical sprint is constantly refreshed for a short period of time. So that's pretty cool. Uh, then we have a self-revive box, which works like the armor box, but it's just uh, selfies for the team. Pause. Yeah. and then the last thing we have is a scuba gas mask which I think this is probably the required update for all of the field upgrades because I feel like the the rebreather doesn't really get used all that much it's hard to find to actually get shit done yeah and I think it works well if you combine it into the gas mask because the gas mask is something that you just have with you all the time Yeah, so that's cool so okay, we got we got a couple of new weapons to talk about as well. So we have the FR Advancer, which looks like the FAMAS. Yeah. And if you don't know what the FAMAS is, the FAMAS is a no 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 no, no no no. If they don't know what it is, they're too young. Get off it. Get out of here. Oh damn. No, we got to educate them. We got to pull them up, John. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a tide rises all boats or whatever that thing is? Sure. So the FAMAS is essentially the upgraded M13. If you know what the M13 is, like, come on, God, what are you doing with your life? The M13 is the, the burst fire rifle in uh, Call of Duty. So the FAMAS was like the upgrade that everyone was using in Modern Warfare 2, right? Mm-hmm. Or was that, was that 3? It was 2. It was definitely 2. Anyways, so that's that. It, it looks like it, it's coming back with a little a different look and so on and so forth. So that's cool. We have the Karak.300, which is, is this a sniper rifle? Semi-automatic, bullpup design for long range. We're going to say this is a sniper rifle. Uh, it, it has a scope like a sniper rifle, but it's hard to tell sometimes with Call of Duty guns. Could be a marksman rifle or not, but we'll say a sniper rifle. So yeah, um, it's semi-automatic. So that means that it, it fires quickly, but you have to keep pressing the fire button. And it's not a fully automatic. That's cool. And then the last gun we have is the M13C. So we currently have the M13B. The M13C seems to be a um, SMG. So that's cool. So the last big thing with this is the operator skins. As I said before, Call of Duty is celebrating 50 years of hip hop, and they're doing that by bringing in the Snoop Dogg skin. They're bringing Nicki Minaj into Call of Duty. And the last one is hidden, but we pretty much know now that it's 21 Savage. So you will be able to play as Snoop Dogg, Nicki Minaj, and or 21 Savage in Call of Duty Season 5. That's really interesting. Like, uh, Sean and I were talking before the cast, and we were kind of just going, kind of talk about, like, okay, well, neither of us had bought the skin. I was going to buy a skin. I was going to buy the Black Noir skin because yeah. I love the boys and I thought Black Noir, cool. I, I'd pick him. 
between the three that they offer. But I ended up not doing it and kind of waiting. And then I, I saw this news. I'm like, oh, well, I, yeah, I'm going to yeah. have to I have to do this. Like, I have to support hip hop, you know, it's a thing. It's our thing. So they got me. I, I don't know who I'm going to pick, but like, I yeah, they got me. don't buy skins and all that. But uh, yeah. So I'm I again, as I said at the top of the show, I am shocked but also appreciative of call of duty like doing something like this and celebrating hip-hop in this way and you know it could have been a thing of like oh we have we have a run dmc war track and it's just like all right guys what are you doing <laughs> but it's it's cool to see that they're they're doing something like this so props to them and that's pretty much it for this season five update so there's a lot of stuff happening to the game uh, of course, we'll be playing it, so we'll be giving you guys our impressions of it once we actually get to play it. Um, overall, Sean, what's what's your what's your thoughts on all this? Do you think this is a good batch okay. of content for the next season? Um, yes, yes, the content itself is good. Um, mm-hmm. I just hope they do something about those six man squads in DMZ. That's really the only thing killing it for me. I haven't touched it in. I want to say a few weeks at this point, just yeah. because it's just kind of annoying. I think we tried to jump in, um, what a week or two ago, and yep. left that night. Like, yeah, I'm I'm done with DMC for a while. Yeah, it's just yeah. very. Uh, I'm I'm not afraid of confrontation in the game, but when you got a six man squad hunting down one person, I really don't understand the fun in that. Right. It would be one thing if uh, Call of Duty had balanced the six-man team but you can run into a situation where it's a six-man team three of them have stealth vests, so you don't even see them on the radar and then two of them has a uh revive vest, so they revive their teammates a lot quicker and then one of them has a combo so they can just point out people who are around and it's just like on top of all that you can have kill streaks and it's just like it is so you have a general area when you're doing a hunt squad contract, you should be able to see if somebody's hunting you. Yes. Absolutely. Like, a, like a general area, yeah, to make it kind of somewhat balanced other than just Yeah, so you can stay away from the team. Like you can at least try to get away from the team. And yeah. like the thing that sucks about it is like this has been an issue for a very long time. Like I think season maybe season three or so. This has been an issue and one of the streamers I follow, Westy, he actually went to a COD event and asked them, like, pretty much straight up, like, hey, six-man team's the issue. Like, what are you going to do about it? And Call of Duty responded by saying, essentially, they see the issues, but they also like the idea of a six-man team. And that's kind of the reason why it hasn't been addressed yet. So it seems like they understand it's a problem. It's only going to get worse as they introduce more things to the game to make the game fun yeah. for, you know, us. But, you know, when, when you when you add that to a six man team, it just exacerbates the situation. So we'll see if that ends up being a thing, if it if it ends up if they end up fixing it. But, yeah, like six man teams is just such an issue, such an issue. Well, All right. Yep. So. We have a little uh, quick update section, so we're just going to run through that, and then we will end the show. So, Capcom acquires support studio Swordcane. This comes from GameBiz.com. Who is this from? 
specifically oh wait do they not do this no no they do um sonia mcvoy uh so essentially capcom has acquired their support studio sword cane if you don't know who sword cane is they support a lot of capcom games including street fighter 6. um so having worked on a majority of capcom titles in the past the publisher acquired sword cane to sequentially bolster its the developmental and technology technological capabilities why do you have to say essentially they don't they don't by buying the studio they don't have to pay the contracting fee to the studio Mm. that's what it is yeah so props to them uh awesome next thing uh this is from gamatsu tencent to acquire techland uh this is from sal romano uh essentially the same thing as i said before uh techland if you don't know techland techland is the dying light developers uh so according why no okay techland will retain full ownership of its intellectual property oh okay i realize so tencent is acquiring techland but they're not taking over the the ip so Techland will still have full ownership of Dying Light. It's just this is kind of like ten- Sony and Bungie kind of deal. Exactly, exactly. So Tencent has just acquired a majority stake in the company. Uh, essentially, it'd just be easier for Tencent to operate as the Techland's publisher by doing this. Mm-hmm. So that's that. And then we have this kind of bigger news story that was really interesting to see. Square Enix promised to bring games to Xbox whenever possible following Final Fantasy XIV announcement. This is from IGN. That announcement is that next year, spring of 2024, Final Fantasy XIV will be coming to Xbox. Uh, that's awesome. They did this at a Final Fantasy like fan event. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of Xbox people, that has always been... I mean, that has always been... One of the sticking points is that, like, when will we get a Final Fantasy? Like, when is Final Fantasy 15 supposed to come? To- no way. When is Final Fantasy 7 Remake supposed to come to, fi- um, mm. come to Xbox? It's never, it's never going to But, you know, something like this is the olive branch that Xbox really needs to make with um, Square Enix. So, props to them. Right now, Final Fantasy 16 is still a console exclusive. We'll see what happens in the future. Then the last two things are High Life is now available for PS5 and PS4. That comes from Gamatsu. And Stray wanders to Xbox in August, specifically August 10th. And that comes from The Verge. So that's cool. We're, we're getting games that was uh, exclusive on the other consoles. Uh, I played Stray. Thought it was fine. You I never played High on Life. So what? Oh, you played Stray. Okay, go ahead. Um, Stray, yeah. You thought it was high in line. Uh, my brain kind of reversed the shit, but yeah. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, so uh, yeah, high on life. I didn't play. I thought it was interesting, but you know, it was solely on Xbox. I was like, all right, well, we'll see what happens in the future. Future is it comes to PS5, so might check that out. But not in August. Not in August. Actually, I don't know when I'm going to check that out because we got, we got games coming. We just got games coming. All right. That's it. That's it. That's it. Everybody leave. We did it. What did you say? 
I said everybody leave. Yeah, no, we don't have too much as far as uh, what we've been playing because I've been playing nothing but Apex and Call of Duty for some reason. Um, I need to get yeah. back into Final Fantasy at some point and all Me that too. stuff. I, I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom, Call of Duty, and Gundam, and nothing. I'm I'm close to. I don't know if I'm close to beating uh, Tears of the Kingdom. But I'm I'm somewhere there. I've just got all the tears, and boy, was that a reveal! If you know, you know. Boy, that was a reveal. Um, right now, right now, that game that game is my game of the year. I don't. I hope Armor Core can do something to beat that. Although I love Armor Core, I hope Starfield will do something because I think Starfield it would probably be legitimately only thing that can top uh, Tears of Kingdom in terms of RPG-ness. So, we'll see with that. But, that is the future, and right now, we're done. This has been the Press X Start Gamers Digest podcast. We hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app, because every little bit counts. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, because again, every little bit counts. Don't Forget to wash your hands, say hi to your family, say hi to your friends, to eat, stay hydrated, and play games. I have been DJ. That over there, my man Sean, and we're out. Later, y'all.